All right, good morning. Can the educated pygmy deny the innate giant? <clears throat> it is so closely knitted into the composition of living man that every living person everywhere can look into the mirror and see and understand that there is a living God within him that flows from above down inside out, which will get him well sick and make him a better man in his relationship to it. Be your faiths and beliefs what they are under whatever title you think best. What better is there than to have living proof of a living God within you, always present, never absent, ready, willing, anxious, desiring to relieve you of aches and pains, prolong your life to its full span, to make your existence pleasant and harmonious, which will place you in coordination with itself, which is within you in superabundance, if and only if it can get through obstructions and impediments which exist between it and your body. Every chiropractor, whether he realizes it or not, every time he corrects the impediment between the living God and man, is an apostle of that living God, bringing into reality the living intellectual God from above, permitting it to work through the living material bodies of all mankind. It is a living, provable God of man, the very soul and law of his being. What greater joy hath man to know that he is making possible an explanation of the superior God into a living human God because of what he does, as he does it, when he does it, to get sick people well. What greater joy. Like, I can't think of a greater joy of anything that I do than to adjust a kid. Right? There's nothing, there's nothing more satisfying in my life than adjusting a child. And here's just a perfect example. So Monday, a child comes in, um, and I, we just adjusted the whole family on Friday, and they usually only come in once a week, like on Wednesday or Friday, but the, the daughter wasn't feeling good, so I adjusted the daughter. Um, and then the little boy is young, and he's got a little bit of a speech impediment. And he says to his mom, uh, something that, that sounded, now I'm trying to, to make what it sounded like, but something like, justice, I want justice. And he's like two, right? So I want justice. And the mom was like, what? And we thought the first thing that came to her mind, at least, she thought he said sausage because he likes sausage. So she said, do you want sausage? No, no, I want justice. I want justice. And the two of us are like racking our brains saying, what on earth is he talking about? Um, and they were about to leave. And he was like holding on to his mom, pointing at me, saying, justice, justice, justice. I want justice. And finally, we figured it out. What was he saying? I want an adjustment. <laughs> he wouldn't go without getting it. And he was about to break down in tears because he didn't get adjusted. Right? He was about to like, have this whole panic attack at two years old because he wanted an adjustment so bad and he could not understand why he would possibly leave this office without me touching him. Right? Is that, I mean, can you not... That, like, the hair on my back of my head stands on its end, and, like, I get warm fuzzies, and, like, that's it, right? The kids know. The kids know, right? The adults don't know. The adults will call back and, about their insurance and say, oh, I really thought my insurance would cover this. They, they'll talk about all you know, We had a patient yesterday who came in, and she's been coming for, like, 10 years, and she said to me, you know, my husband just had a lost his job and blah, blah, what should I do? 
and we want to keep on coming, but like for right now, I'm not sure if we can afford it and all this other stuff. And I said, listen, you've been coming for many years. You are one of our favorite families. Just continue paying the fee that you're paying. And then when, you know, we'll do that for like a few months to make it a hardship agreement kind of thing. And then when your husband gets on the job, which won't take too long, then we'll just kick back up to, you know, what it was before. And she's like, but I want to make sure that, you know, it's fair for you. And I said, what do you mean fair? And she said, well, if the insurance company isn't paying you, then it's not fair if you're just making the money that we're giving you and you're not getting the insurance money. I said, do you think I'm doing this for the insurance money? Right, is that what this is about to take care of you and your husband and your kids for this many years? Do you think I'm doing this because I love the insurance? You think, I, do I have a relationship with your insurance company? No, my relationship is with you, right? That's what my relationship is about. My relationship is about you and what I do with you, right? So if you don't have insurance anymore, should I kick you out? Would that be the right thing? All right, get the hell out when your husband gets a job, then come back. I can't do that. I've known these people for 10 years. They're like my friends, right? How, I can't cautiously do that. But as long as you sign a hardship agreement, you do all the right paperwork, you protect yourself, right? Then it's totally kosher. So... To me, this is such an important thing because so many people are so consumed with making money that they forget that, that they are not in a relationship with the insurance companies. They're in a relationship with the people, right? The insurance company might pay you, and I'm an ad network provider, so I hardly get paid from insurance companies, so I really could care less. But the even if you are contracted, see, that's the, the difference, though, is even if you are contracted, like you become an in-network provider, well, now you do have to play the insurance game. Right? You do have to play more of their rules. So if they're coming in, now what do you do? Right? If they don't have that insurance, well, I don't know what you would do. Right? But that's a whole different story. That's a whole different ballgame. And I'm not interested in that. That's why I don't participate in this kind of stuff. I could care less about insurance or not insurance. When someone else talking insurance, I'm like, oh, don't talk to me, talk to my staff. Right? I, this isn't my game. Right? I have one, my function is to educate and adjust. It's not to wheel and deal. Right, finances are not the Monty Hall. We don't do Monty Hall, you know. Here, but this was an exception, you know. An exceptional patient will get an exceptional, you know, change. But it's only a temporary thing. But to me, I think that's so important because we build relationships with people. You know, this is like a pediatric office, uh, a pediatrician's office, where you see the kid once every six months, for five seconds, you give him a shot and leave. Right? That's not what the, this is. This is I'm building a family. You know, my, my, my goal is to build as many families as I can and get them under care. And the key is if we get them under care, we want to keep them under care. And I don't care if they come to me or, or they go to someone else or when they move. Well, you know what, one of my favorite things to happen is when someone moves, they say, you've got to find me a chiropractor. I cannot live without chiropractor. You must find me. I have a patient who's moving to Texas, another patient moving to Florida, and I'm having a hard time actually finding the kind of chiropractor that I want to refer them to. Because they're not in that particular, the areas that they're going to. But I will keep on searching and searching and finding people. Because, yeah, there are plenty, because here's what they say. There are plenty of chiropractors, but not very many people doing what? Chiropractic. Right? People want chiropractic. Anybody can crack a back. There's not a whole, my son could crack, my son was doing it when he was six. You know? There's no hardness in that. There's no real difficulty. My son, he, he, we got a phone call from 
uh, from his kindergarten teacher. This is way, 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 long time ago. Don't tell Parmam, tell him. Uh, so he says, she says to, to, to my wife, um, your husband's a chiropractor. Yes. Uh, do you know what your son is doing in school? No. Well, uh, he just tried to adjust a child. <laughs> so I'm getting the story secondhand, going, that's my boy. <laughs> but um, we have to you know, talk to him about this. And I said, okay, buddy. His name is Palmer. I said, Palmer, um, I know that you understand how powerful this is. But in order to be, do chiropractic adjustment, you really have to be trained. And even though I love that you did this to your friend, I said, what, what happened? He said, well, well, my friend said he had a headache. And he said he was going to go to the school nurse and get some, some aspirin. And I said, what do you need aspirin for? Let me adjust you. <laughs> right? I'm, I, and so I appreciate that. Six years old, it's a beautiful thing. Right? But I said, buddy, you can't do that. You, you, this is not, right? We, uh, Daddy went to school, a whole lot of school, and training, and tests, and licenses. And, you know, I told him the whole thing. I said, so you, got, you can't do that because the teachers won't like it. I said, I appreciate you doing that. It's a beautiful thing, and my heart is with you, but there are rules, right? We have to follow the rules, right? But that's the difference. Like, anybody can adjust, right? Anybody, I've, I've heard of karate instructors adjusting and ballet instructors adjusting and, and people saying, oh, yeah, I just have my boyfriend. He just picks me up and does this. You know, anybody can make a, a movement of a bone, but we're not bone doctors, right? What have I said before? Right, we're nerve doctors. I'm a nerve doctor. Bone has nothing to do with it. A bone happens to be a conduit with which I touch. But that's not the kind of doctor I am. A bone doctor is an orthopedic surgeon. That's a bone doctor. Right? They do surgery on bones. I don't do surgery on bones. Sometimes I don't even adjust the bones. Sometimes I'm, I'm on other places. If I'm doing network or best, I'm not say on a bone. Because that's not my concern. My concern isn't the bone. My concern is what's around those bones. It's the nerve system. We must affect the nerve system. Right? That's what we're trying to do. You know, and I, one of you guys came up to me last week, and uh, one of you guys said to me, you know, I really want to get more philosophical, and, but like, I'm so disorganized, I can't figure anything out. And I don't even know where to start. Like, I can't even, like, where do I start? What should I do? I, 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 should I read a green book, or should I t study for this or do this? I don't know what to do. And I told him two things. I said, first off, the bigness of the fellow within. Start reading that one. Right? Because there's, thir there's 39 green books. We should start with Start with the bigness of the fell with it. Right? I know, but it's a thousand pages. I said, we don't have to read every page and every word. Read what you want. You, know, you can skim through stuff you don't want, but get the points that are amazing are unbelievable. So start there. Right? That's my first thing. He said, what else? Because I'm so disorganized and I, I just can't keep track of anything. And everything's, you know, I, everything's always getting away from me and I forget things. And all. I said, and this, this may sound like the craziest advice over here. But this is an absolute true thing. I said, make your bed. And he said, what? And I, said, I told him a story that I heard one time from, uh, I can't remember, Jim Rohn or something, uh, one of those two great motivational speakers. And he said, uh, there was this one guy who uh, paid a whole lot of money to meet this, this one particular therapist. And he had waited like six months to meet this therapist. And, he, and he was doing everything he tried to, to get in earlier, but he couldn't. It took him six months and like thousands of dollars to meet this therapist. And he flew from wherever he was to California to meet this guy. And the, and the guy told us, sat down. He said, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And 
and I know I only have an hour, but I'm going to tell you, and for 45 minutes, he was ranted about it. This is a problem, this is a problem, and this is this, and this is this, and, at the, and the guy just sat there, and uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, just took his notes, and at the end of 45 minutes, he finally said, so what should I do? And the answer to, the guy, to the, this gentleman was, make your bed. And the guy said, just like what this student just said to me, what? What do you mean, make your bed? I don't get it. I paid you $1,000. I flew out here from, from wherever I was. And da, da, da. You're telling me make the bed? He said, just make your bed. Make your bed every day. Make your bed every day. So you get, he said, what do you do in the morning? <clears throat> I get up and you know, brush my teeth and put on my clothes and go to work. Do so you ever make your bed? No. Then make your bed. He said, what does it have to do with anything? I do not understand what making your bed is doing anything. He said, just do it. Make your bed. And a few months later, the guy came back, this guy in California, and he was dressed in a really sharp suit, and his whole life had changed, and he said, it all started, you were right, with making my bed. Because what does that have to do with anything? Right? It's, right, it's, well, first off, it's saying something and doing it, right? It's making yourself accountable. I'm going to make my bed every single day. Right? And it sounds so, so, oh, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Everything starts with something that's simple. It's a simple commitment, right? So first, I'm gonna commit to making my bed. Huh, I can start doing this every day. Now I'm gonna commit to actually like dressing nicer, right? Shaving, you know, and getting my hair looking nice before I get up. And then I'm gonna start committing to, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get up a little earlier, kind of meditate a little bit. Then maybe I'll get up a little earlier, meditate, and I'll pray a little bit. And then all of a sudden you start creating these habits, and these habits become these awesome rituals, and now all of a sudden your life changes because you have the discipline, the discipline habits to make things work. And that's what all this stuff is about. Like, why did this little boy say to me the other day, justice, I want justice, right? And I keep on hearing that in my head, that he wanted justice, right? He wanted a justice, but he wanted justice because it wasn't fair to him to not get a justice, right? He wanted justice. Right? But where did that come from? It's because over the years, we've created an office of love and of appreciation and of giving and service and beauty. And he wanted to be a part of that. And he was like, how can I leave this office without getting that? Right? But it's a creation. Right? What you do with your life, you, you create your life. You design your life. You don't just live it. So the whole idea of making your bed, this isn't just about making your bed. Like who the hell cares if you really think about it from a small perspective? But it's a big thing because are you doing the daily disciplines that are creating the life of your dreams? Or are you just going through your life, going through the motions? One day after the next, what do I got to do now? Oh, same crap the other day. Right, SSDD, you've heard that saying, right? Same stuff, I'll say it the nice way, same stuff, different day. No, it's not, every day is a new day. Every day is a new experience. Who are you going to meet? Who are you going to talk to? Who are you going to share the chiropractic story with? How many amazing little experiences like what just happened that I described to you are going to happen to you today? And you know what? You make those happen. They don't just happen by accident, coincidental. I, that, I created that. You know when I created that? I created that 26 years ago when I graduated. That's when I created that. That's when this happened. I created it when I created my office. When I designed the kind of people that I want in my office. I don't serve Medicare people. It's just not my interest. A couple of them wander in once in a while, but it's not what I want to do. It's not because I don't like Medicare age people. I love grandmas and grandpas, but I don't really like adjusting them much. And why should I adjust things I don't want to adjust? Because I designed it. 
Are you designing your life? You say, I can't design my life. Life University designed my life. Baloney. Life University designs certain hours of your life. What about the rest of it? Right? I hear such stuff from you guys, but I don't believe it. Stop thinking you're so out of control. You're not a Muppet. Nobody's got their hand up your back making you talk and walk. Right? Nobody's a ventriloquist making you say something. You've got so much more control you give yourself credit for. Start exercising that control. Exercise that control so that someday someone's gonna, some little kid's going to look at you and demand an adjustment, and it's because you designed it that way. Right? It's because you designed it that way. What greater joy? What greater joy can you have than a little two-year-old standing in front of you begging for an adjustment because he, he can't leave without one? Can you, I can't even imagine a life designed better than this. And I want that for you, right? Because I sat in your seats, right? I was there where you, were, where you are right now. I sat in your seats, and I had to take the same boards, and I had the same student loans, and the same issues, and the same baggage we all have, right? And I've been in the office now in the trenches for 26 years. So you can be just as happy 26 years later adjusting kids as you were the first time you ever adjusted one, right? But it's up to you. Design your life. Make your bed.